0: hey everybody today is free ride friday so hang on to the end of the episode to see who won the free ride to the hundred dollar mba training and community you too can win a free ride to the hundred dollars mba just leave us an itunes rating and a review and you enter our weekly draw you can learn more at 100mba.net show let's get into today's episode Welcome to The $100 MBA Show, where we give you the best, the freshest, the ripest, the juiciest business lessons for the real world, and they're 10 minutes every day. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar home. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today is part two of our two-part lesson on negotiation, a crash course in negotiation, actually. If you haven't caught part one yet, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. If you have, let's get down to business. Alright, in the last episode we talked about what is a negotiation exactly, we talked about how to act when negotiating, we also went through the first two of four rules I think you should follow when negotiating in the negotiation process. Rule number one was focus on the first five minutes, make sure you're giving a great first impression. Rule number two was appearances still matter, make sure you dress to impress. This also includes if you're online, you know, your profile and all that. Let's jump into rule number three. State what they're actually getting. The value you offer is not immediately obvious. You know your business very well, so you think that what you offer and the value you offer is obvious. But it's not. It's not obvious to other people. It's your job to make sure that the customer knows very well and well before the discussion of money what they'll actually be getting when they're working with you. It's not only the product or service that they're getting, it's also the manner in which they receive it. It's you. For example, your business may be more conveniently located. You may be offering outstanding service. You may have a better return policy or simply genuinely care more about your customers. Whatever it is, the value you offer needs to be completely clear. So when the price is mentioned, your price is not only justified, it's a steal. All right, guys, let's move on to rule number four. State your price, don't ask for permission. This is critical guys. Now that you've conveyed your value and what you're offering, you must state what you're worth. When quoting your price, be cautious of how you deliver it. This is applicable in person or over email. Let me give you an example of how not to do it. Let's say for example, I'm creating a website for a client. This is how not to state your price. We would have to charge $10,000 for a website like yours. This is because we want to do the very best job on your project. How does that sound? So, why is this unfavorable? Firstly, we would have to. When you say we would have to, that sounds like you're doing something painful to them, when in fact you're giving them a super valuable bargain. Secondly, associating your fee with the quality of work when I said, in order for us to do the best work, this implies that your work has a quality to price scale. It implies you can do the job for less, but it just won't be as polished. Lastly, ending with how does that sound, question mark, puts you in a position of weakness. Why would you need to ask your client's permission to give them an amazing, valuable, incredible price? Remember, you're giving them a lot of value. You've outlined this and you made this very clear to them. So, how to do it? Let's talk about how can we change the same scenario and deliver your price the right way. Given all the details we discussed, our fee is $10,000. We are excited to begin work on your project. Once a deposit is made, we can schedule to begin work this week. I'm clearly stating the price. This is how much the fee is, given the details and everything we discussed, everything that you would like in this project, what I'm going to offer. It's $10,000. And I'm very excited to begin working on this project, which shows that you are looking forward to working with them. Then I state that there's a deposit that needs to be made in order to secure my services. I can't begin work. I can't even begin, you know, brainstorming these ideas with you you know, until we start with a deposit. That way, I know you're committed, I'm committed to you, uh, and that way, my time is being paid for. Now, I know I said that there's only four rules that I want you to follow in negotiation, and those are the basics, but there's a few extra things I want to throw into the mix that I want you to think about that I want you to consider. One of them is knowing when to stop talking. Often, we like to ramble after we state our price. You know, we tend to ramble because we want to justify or give reminders of why they should pay. This makes you look needy and unsure of yourself. Allow the client to think for a second. Allow them to ask some questions. This keeps you in a powerful position. Again, when I stated my price, I also said that, you know, I need a deposit in order to start work. This is to create a sense of urgency. This is like a, not a super hyper sense of urgency, but it also lets them know that this price is time sensitive. You know, I could be booked up tomorrow and I won't be able to work on your project. This makes them think twice before delaying signing on the dotted line. The last tip I want to give you is that make sure you leave some room for some buffer, like 5 to 10% of your price, because there might be some negotiation in price, and people tend to want to feel like they got a deal. So don't give your bottom line price. Let's say, for example, the website that was $10,000. If that's like your bare minimum price, then you shouldn't start there. You know, Maybe you want to say $12,000, $11,000, so that way when you shave off you know, $1,000 or even $2,000, then people will feel like they got a deal. But if you're naming the price, that's like, oh, this is what my time is worth and I can't go any lower than that. And you start there and you start to lower, you're going to start to feel a little bit gypped. You're going to feel as somebody that's not being valued and your work may suffer because you feel like this is kind of a raw deal. So make sure you add a little buffer, 5, 10, maybe even 15% uh, onto your price just in case, you know, there is a back and forth and people get a discount. All right, it's that time where we announce this week's Free Ride Friday winner. And the winner is Tiny Tina Tiny. She says, thank you. Five stars. I'm still at the early ages of crafting my own business and this podcast has been extremely helpful. I don't have time to take online classes or go to workshops because of my full-time job. But 10 minutes a day is very doable. Also fun to listen to. I listen to it during my drive to work while I walk the dog or even when I'm making dinner for the family. Thank you for doing this podcast. Looking forward to many more in the future. Thanks, Tiny Tina Tiny. Thank you so much for that review. That was just awesome. And it makes us feel so good and keeps us pumped to keep on making these episodes and pushing them out every single day. Thank you so much for everybody that listens to The $100 NBA Show. You guys rock. You guys are the reason why we do this. So thank you so much. All right, guys, I want to leave you with this last piece of advice. Remember, in negotiation, just because it's business and it's big stakes, it doesn't need to be stressful. Knowing that you have a plan, knowing the stuff that you've learned in the last two episodes in our two-part negotiation episodes puts you way ahead of the pack already. You can now go into your next negotiation with a new set of skills and the confidence of a seasoned veteran. Guys, thanks again, and I'll check you in the next episode. Take care.